Okay, we're back and we're in Galatians chapter 6, verse 11, about Paul having written a large letter uh, with his own hand. And, and uh, I want you to know something. Um, the Apostle Paul never traveled by himself. He always had partners that would go with him. And, um, and some of the, I've written down some of the people that, that, uh, would, that, that traveled with him. Uh, there was, uh, uh, there was uh, Barnabas, Silas, Mark, Luke, Timothy, Demas. Demas forsook him during one of the journeys and was admonished about it. Aristarchus is one. Um, Onesimus is one. Tychicus is another one that traveled. Tychicus was another one Can that traveled. Can you say that three times fast? Uh, okay, that three times fast. Okay. All right. Boy. And so and so I got to I got to looking at this and and I think it's because he had to have people with him to write down because of his vision. Because of his vision. Now are you sure he had bad vision? I'm not certain, but I think that's why. Um, because um, if you look at, uh, if you turn back to, uh, oh, Galatians chapter, um, well, what what is it? Chapter 4, I think it's verse 15. And it says this, 4.15. Nope, I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, I'll get it for you a minute. But anyway, he was given a thorn in, in flesh. the flesh. Yeah. He was given a thorn in his flesh. And what was that thorn in the flesh? Was it, was he lame? Uh, does he only have one arm? What was the thorn in the flesh? And and he said it was that given to it to buffet him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that means to shake him up and let him know that he was handicapped and why. And that's what happened when he got salvation. And every time Paul thought about his poor vision, he thought about the day he was saved and got his vision back. What did the Lord say to him? What did the Lord say to him? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm finished with this. <laughs> Sharon's kibitzing. She, okay. she does this. I love her. <laughs> She's always thinking of something. She sometimes gets ahead of me in these things. That so, so that's why he wrote this in large letters and did it personally because this is important. Do not mix law and grace. Do not add the keeping of the law to getting saved. You cannot do that. And this is why he wrote this whole epistle. And, and he said, here's how important it is. I'm writing this one with my own hand. Yeah. And, I, and it's in large letters. So you see that. Yeah. And if they saw that and they knew what his problem was because he'd already been in Galatia, they say, okay. And, and if they had any doubt up to this point in yeah. his letter, uh, verse 14 really kind of clears it up. I love verse 14. Okay. In, in Galatians 6, yep. you're getting ahead of me. <laughs> but that's all right. That's that's the way we do things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we go down into the alliteration room and we talk over these things. And Curtis will think of something that I didn't think of. And 
and and I would think of something that he didn't, and we'll put them together, and we'll say, oh, no, I good, and we kind of rejoice together. Then he says this. By the way, that's why I think he wrote this letter personally himself in large letters to be to emphasize what he was saying. Then he says this, verse 12, as many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh. Oh, he's saying don't get puffed up over things. Uh, he says they constrain you to be circumcised. Well, by the way, there are preachers uh, in, in, in our area, churches that I won't go to anymore because they're super legalistic and they preach keeping the law, at dressing a particular way or you're not spiritual. What particular way? Well, like you have to wear a cravat, a cravat, oh, a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to wearing a tie, but if I have to wear a tie uh, to exhibit my spirituality, no, no, no. I'm going to exhibit my spirituality by, by teaching the Word of God, studying the Word of God, trying to win souls to Jesus Christ. Not by wearing certain things. And he's saying that same thing about circumcision. He says this, um, uh, the, um, only uh, says, um, well, let me let me go back to it. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. And they said, you got to keep the law, or else, you know. And I got to tell you that because then my, I might get persecuted. For, no, no, no. It says in verse thirteen, for neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law. Uh oh Yeah, they're, they can't keep the law. That's right. Why should they expect you to? That's right. And he says, uh, they, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't run up and down the streets of my town saying, hey, I led Jack Jones to the Lord. Right. God knows I did. Yeah. I know that I had a hand in it. I give God the glory for that. Absolutely. When we pray over our meals at this very dining room table, we pr give God the glory for providing the food. Yeah. Not Kroger's. No. God. <laughs> anyway, um, then it says this in verse 14. And I've got this shaded in, in about... Half a dozen of my Bibles that I use, maybe I love, all of them. I love this verse. And Curtis has alluded to it this earlier. Is my, this is one of my favorites. And, he, and, and why wouldn't it be? It says this. Oh, boy. There's even a song in some hymnals. Oh, boy. Isn't there? There's some good ones. It's written on this one. It says, but God forbid that I should glory. Paul did not puff out his chest. And say, look at me, I'm the best. That rhymed, didn't it? Mm -hmm. No, no. He said, but God forbid that I should glory, save or accept in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I am to the, the world. And he's talking about perfect separation because you're saved, you're crucified under the, under the world. 
The world is not your leader, not your master, not your God anymore. And that's what he's telling them. And then he said, uh, and I unto the world. We don't, we don't worry about the world's, what the world's saying. Now we watch the news. We know that our country is crumbling. We know that evangelical Christians have been called their enemies. Uh, and I actually saw we've that. been called domestic terrorists. And we've been, been called, called domestic terrorists. Yeah. No, we're just teachers and preachers of the word of God to get people saved, sanctified, and serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul's, his whole life was, was about that. And he wanted them to know that absolutely, perfectly, without exception. God forbid that I should glory. Then he says this, verse 15 says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. God could care less if you're circumcised, man. No, sir, this is about becoming a new creature in Jesus Christ. That's why we use the term born again, because now I'm... Before I got saved, I was Dick Chamberlain. Actually, Walter Richard Chamberlain, Jr., <laughs> named after a great man. Amen. But before I got saved, at 11, I was Dick Chamberlain, a sinner, unsaved. And I responded to the gospel. I believe Jesus Christ is my Savior. We were sitting in Grace Presbyterian Church, when I was 11 years old, that'd be 1951, sitting with my parents on the aisle, uh, Bruce W. Dunn was preaching and he gave the invitation at the end. I raised my hand and my dad grabbed a hold of me and he said, Dick, I thought you were already saved. And I said, Dad, I don't think so. And he said, you don't even have to go forward. Let's settle it right now here in this pew. And we did. And I received the Lord Jesus Christ. And from that point on, while I was still Dick Chamberlain, I was a new Dick Chamberlain. Wow. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become New. Another one of my favorites. <laughs> Great. Well, you're hitting all my favorites today, Pastor. Yep. Yep. And so uh, the, the way I should glory is in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not in the fact that I'm good looking. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say a thing. Ah, you looked on I saw the look on your face. Now, I can't glory in the fact that I'm smart. I already told you. Again, if, I remain silent. I already told you. If I know anything, it's that I don't know everything. But by the way, I know who does know everything. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right. Um, and by the way, when we teach, um, you hold us to this. Um, if God said it, 
stand up and speak up. If God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. That's one of my rules. That's why we teach the word of God. That's why we don't look at a commentary and say, oh, this and that and the other thing. Now we use commentaries Mm -hmm. written by great godly men, but even they can be wrong. And so uh, I go by what the word of God says or try to. Uh, I'm still just a sinner saved by grace. A new creature, not an old one, but a new one. And that's what Paul was saying. He says, for in Christ Jesus, neither of uh, circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. By the way, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If not, you're still an old creature. I don't care what age you are. Until, unless and until you be saved by grace through faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on your personal behalf, you are not saved. If you've done so, hallelujah. Now you can glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, time is getting away from us. I'm having so much fun, I can hardly (laughs) hardly stand it. That's one of the reasons we're doing this. We enjoy the word of God and the fellowship together while we're doing it. And then it says this here in verse 16 of Galatians 6, and it says, and as many as walk according to this rule. What rule? The new creature rule. As many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy upon the Israel of God. Wow. That means now that you're saved, we belong to the elect nation. The Jews were God's elect nation. That doesn't mean every Jew is saved. It simply means that God chose the Jews to be an example unto the rest of the nations. And so that's why he's calling them the Israel of God. That's what we are right now. We're a new creature. We're saved. We're born again. Uh, we're saved uh, and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we are uh, admonished to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now uh, we are new. Okay. Let's look at verse 17. I think I'm going to get most of this stuff in, Curtis. What's that way? Yeah. Yeah. So, and in light of all of this stuff, he says, from henceforth, from now on, okay, you're saved, and now you've got a from now on admonition. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. From henceforth, let no man trouble me. He said, I don't want to hear about this stuff about perverting the gospel anymore. I don't want to have to write you another letter in my own hand. I don't want to have to admonish you uh, uh, in this manner. I really don't want to. And, And he didn't, but he had to because God told him, write to the Galatians. From henceforth, let no man trouble me. Then he says this, something that I'm, that I, it always gives me the willies because he says, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord 
Jesus. What is he talking about? Well, if you go to Acts chapter 16, and let's turn there for a minute. Acts chapter 16, uh, it's about Paul in Philippi. And he's preaching the word of God. And some woman who was demon-possessed uh, began to holler at him and say, uh, and say, um, the same, verse 17 of Acts 16 says, the same followed Paul and, and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And they, this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out of her that same hour. And now she had masters that were making profit out of her demon possession. Mm -hmm. And they got ticked. And they sent and had Paul and Silas uh, arrested, put whipped, put in jail. It's amazing. And I mean, they stripped Paul naked and they put many stripes on him. Verse 23 of Acts 16, when they had laid many stripes upon them and Silas was there too, and they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And they were thrust into the inner prison. <laughs> what do they call that? Solitary confinement in yes, our day and age? Right. Yeah. And then there was an earthquake. The chains came off of the prisoners and and, uh, the, the, and the jailer was afraid that people were going to escape and then he would be punished by the Roman government because he, you know, you couldn't let a prisoners escape. That was, a, uh, I think, a, a death sentence. It uh, was. In, in Rome. And so uh, he got saved and um, he brought them out of the prison and, and he took them to his house after he got saved. And he gave them food. And then it says this. It says he took them the same hour of the night and washed their yep. stripes. Yep. This isn't the only time Paul had been beaten. Paul had been beaten several times. All because he was a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, from henceforth, let no man trouble me. Back to Galatians chapter 6, verse 17. He says, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. That was from the beating he took. Now, folks, if you want to be a good witness for Jesus Christ, you're going to suffer persecution from people. You're going to be called names. You're going to be called a Jesus freak. I've been called that. Me too. I've been called a Bible thumper. <laughs> I yeah, have. Me too. You too? Yeah. 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 I've been cussed. I, I've been cussed out. For I, In fact, when we went, you went door to door with us up in Pontiac, Michigan. Sure you went with uh, uh, yeah. good old Tom. You Pe and Tom Pearson. And we went and we had, we had one guy put a, point a shotgun in our face. Wow. We had another guy uh, come out of his house 
and pushed me off his porch. Get rid of it. You know, he didn't want to hear the gospel. Now, I didn't suffer any broken bones or I didn't bleed or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, uh, we, we went into the house of one woman who was demon possessed. First time I'd ever seen a demon possessed person. I never thought I'd ever see one. Haven't never seen one since. But she got so mad, she invited us in. And we started giving the gospel. And all of a sudden, her beautiful soprano voice turned to a manly, gravelly, nasty, manly, mean voice. And the guy who was with me got scared. I, I got to tell you, it frightened me a little bit at first. His name was Bruce. I'll never forget him. He said, what, Dick, what's happening? What's happening? I said, uh, grab your Bible. We're leaving now. So we've suffered that kind of persecution. I'll tell you what, we didn't know what was going to happen to us, whether she would pull a knife and attack us or anything. We had no idea. But we do know this, that she had received the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when Paul says, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ, understand this. Jesus Christ didn't just get nailed to a cross. They beat him halfway to death. They whipped his body. By the way, after his resurrection, when Jesus met with the disciples and Thomas was there and doubted, mm -hmm. what did Jesus show him? The marks of the nails in his hands, probably a wrist, but the marks of the nails in his hand. Paul said, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you something, believer. How much have you suffered? How much have you been persecuted? If it hasn't been very much or at all, maybe you're not doing what Paul has admonished you do. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Jesus said, I must do the works of him that sent me while it is day for the night cometh when no man can work. I suggest that you get busy. Have you got a lost neighbor? We have new neighbors to the, would that be the, the south of us? Yeah. The house on the south side of our They're new. Uh, I'm going to catch them outside when we're cutting the grass. Tell them about Jesus Christ. The neighbors on our other side have heard us. I think they're regular churchgoers, to be honest with you. You think so? The ones over here? Because they, they're always gone the same time Sunday morning, and they're always back the same time. Okay. Well, they're going to get the gospel anyway, <laughs> and I'm going to see to it. And, th and that's what we all should do. And this is what Galatians is all about. He said, um, henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he said this, brethren, now these people who were perverting the gospel were saved, but were getting 
the gospel wrong mm -hmm. with regard to teaching it to other people. And that's what he was correcting. And he was writing to the Galatian churches, and we know that they were saved because he called them brethren. Now, I've known Christians that have gotten the gospel wrong, and they were saved. They believed in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. But some of the things they were saying uh, with regard to our sanctification, especially that uh, um, a woman shall not put on men's clothing. That's in the law. That's in the law. That's the law. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait a minute. Does that mean my wife can't wear slacks? Well, she can't wear them to church. It, it, she's looked down upon if she does. Let no man trouble you. Okay? So that doesn't mean you can dress like a bum. That doesn't mean you can be unclean and, yeah. and have to dress sexily. You don't have to do that, ladies. We have people in our church that come to Sunday school and church on a Sunday school bus. They wear T-shirts. They're accepted just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. We have blacks and whites and Hispanics in our church. Mm -hmm. We don't look on those things. Yes, I notice them, because, but we don't have, we have some people who are um, intellectual or, or, or they have trouble with them. Uh, how would I say it? Intellectually challenged. Yeah, they're yeah they're intellectually challenged. Yeah, but they let me in anyway. Yeah, and they and they and they're saved anyway. In fact, one of them uh, is wanting me to get back to church and give him one of my Bibles. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he says, "Brethren," we sang the song in Sunday school: "Red or yellow, black and white, all are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world." So if you're black or white or Hispanic. If you don't speak English too well, if you're intellectually challenged, if you're not particularly good looking, well, you're brethren if you're saved. Amen. That's right. And so Paul ends this epistle by saying this, brethren, it's interesting that he says it this way mm -hmm. because they had been perverting faith and grace with, with the law. He says, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Yeah. And then he said, amen. We'll end it with this. So now, let me ask you, uh, listeners, uh, we'll thank you again for tuning in. And sometimes you have to put up with my meanderings, but they're not feckless meanderings. It's things that are scriptural. Right. And that's what we want to do. But more importantly, than just teaching you the word of God, we want to tell you how to be saved if you aren't already. And there's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Do you notice Jesus didn't mention the law? Yeah. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. 
but have everlasting life. As long as he keeps the law. No. Oh, no, oh, no that, that wasn't included. The that. law wasn't included there. Oh, yeah. And this was the whole thing that Paul is saying in the book of Galatians. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Well, let me ask you something, listener. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by grace through faith? Not by keeping the law? Not by keeping the rules of your church? Saved by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 and 4. That's what you do. The Philippian jailer asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He didn't say keep the rules. He didn't say keep the law. He said, believe in Jesus Christ. And that, dear listener, is what you must do. If you already have, praise the Lord. If you haven't, would you do so now? Do I have to pray to be saved? No, you have to believe to be saved. Would a prayer be appropriate? Yes, it would. Just tell God in prayer, I believe in your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. If you do that, you will be saved. By the way, you want, might want to get on J.B. Hickson's website, which is entitled, of all things, not by works. Notbyworks.org. It's a great website. Uh, our podcast, you can hear it on his website. 30 seconds, Pastor. Okay. So with that, let's close with a word of prayer. God, our Father, we thank you so much for Jesus Christ, our Savior. We thank you for our Holy Spirit that you've given to us to live in us and lead us and guide us into all truth. Thank you for your precious word by which we may grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we'll give you the praise and glory in his name.